a playlist original. Hey, you guys, I'm Steven. I'm Giselle. And we're the Lover's Passport. Welcome back to another episode of Unfiltered Adventures. You guys know how it goes. We like to keep everything super raw on here. So instead of seeing the Insta Instagram perfectness, we keep all of the behind the scenes craziness on here. You guys loved our Instagram travel stereotypes episode so much that we decided to bring it back with an episode on airplane travel stereotypes. Anyway, today we are on a cruise ship. We're actually on our Norwegian cruise, but we still wanted to put out a fun episode and we're here with a few other creators. So we have Colin and Carly. I'm sure you've seen them all over our story, but yeah, welcome to the show, you guys. Thanks, stoked to be here. <laughs> all right well we're gonna let them introduce herself carly i want to tell everyone what you kind of do we're obviously adventure travel carly is a type of travel but she's a little bit different obviously yeah so i'm in the travel niche as well but i'm slightly different we're not doing as much adventuring but we still do a lot of outdoor stuff we definitely lean more towards like luxury hotel travel more with a twang of adventure. So Colin and I are a couple. We don't have a joint account, but um, I'm on TikTok mostly. It's just my name, Carly Place. And then um, I also have Instagram. I started out as a photographer and now I travel the world. So it's kind of just naturally turned into travel. So yeah, what about you, Colin? Yeah, my name is Colin Ringus. Uh, that's my handle on uh, Instagram and TikTok. And I quit my full-time job to uh, fly drones for a living and travel with Carly. So um, I typically do a lot of drone and FPV drone work um, and snap photos of Carly. And I don't know, we traveled the world together and it's been pretty awesome so far. This is your life. <laughs> this is that's our been, life. That's been the quote of the whole trip. Everywhere we go, whether we're hiking or whether we're doing a crazy sunset or even just going to a ridiculous $50,000 type esque venue for a dinner, we're like, what is going on? It's insane to think where we all started and where we are today. But anyway, let's jump into the subject. So ever hope I'm assuming most of you guys have been on an airplane before and whether someone's kicking the back of your seat or you guys have one of those crazy experiences, we're going to try and break down a few of the stereotypes. And we, between the four of us, have traveled quite a bit. And so we've encountered all types of people all over the world on our, on our flight paths. So... Let's let's dive right in. I'm going to go with the first one, which is basically I am that stereotype. It's the type A traveler. The person that has to get there like three hours early on the dot, like must have everything printed just in case your cell phone dies, just in case you're going to drop your boarding pass and your phone's going to die and everything's going to go wrong. That is me. Which one of you guys think is the more type A person? Is it Colin or is it Carly? I think both of us are pretty laid back, honestly. <laughs> we are definitely far from type A. Uh, I can think uh, about like two or three weeks ago, we were flying out of Salt Lake City. Um, and I want to say we left for the airport about 45 minutes before our flight. Oh, oh my, my gosh. No. Do you know a heart attack? <laughs> I would literally, my heart rate would be like 160 or something stupid high. <laughs> yeah, I think at that point, like Colin said, neither of us are very type A, but in that situation, I was slightly more type A because I was the one who was irritated and he was completely fine. So I can confirm that Giselle is type A because <laughs> <laughs> I think it was when we were boarding the cruise ship this week, this girl whipped out a folder I have with a folder. paper. <laughs> 
and I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, did I even get my COVID test? Like, I don't, I need to make sure like I have that in my email. And she has like everything printed. It's on a folder. And I'm just. The COVID tests have been stressful for me. I feel like traveling right after all the restrictions and whatnot were lifted and we were able to go out and travel the world again. It was awesome. But the one like little tiny complaint that I've had is all the different restrictions and all the different like things that you have to do in order to get into different countries and how vastly different they are. Cause like, I know some people have been spraying on where the U S changed the rule with COVID testing. Like it had, it used to be like 72 hours and then it was 48 hours. And now it's 24 hours to get back into the States and then trying to figure out, okay, can I get a COVID test in this place? Or can I, will I get my COVID test back fast enough? Or I'm going to have to pay $300 to get (laughs) one. Like that stuff stresses me out. So I'm happy that everything's kind of slowly returning back to normal. I appreciate her type anus quite a bit. There was only like one. (laughs) I I feel like everywhere we go, like we, neither of us had, or we forgot our uh, vaccine cards or we couldn't find them. So she had printouts of everything. I feel like now since we are in the lounge, just being a type A person is nice because you can arrive, what, two or three hours early and just kick it in the lounge. I was much more the person that just walked on at the end right before, like last person on the plane, get me in there. I don't know. I think I get it from my mom. Like my mom was a travel agent. So she was always there super early, always super organized. My dad, on the other hand, would be that guy that like ran in like 10 minutes before <laughs> the flight left. Yeah. And I think lounge people could have their whole own genre. Oh, completely. <laughs> we can get into that. Let's get into the lounge. All right. People. So that was first person, second person, lounge person. Can we picture them? I Silicon picture... Valley frat bros. <laughs> <laughs> the people that have like six chargers at one station that are probably taking a business call in the middle of the lounge for the clout, you know? I feel like they're the people that always show up in like a suit or like very, very well dressed, get there early. I don't know. I always dress super comfy, sweatpants or like the baggiest shirt I own whenever I travel. I feel like those are the people too that like they have their briefcase when they walk in and they're immediately scoping for that (laughs) Wi-Fi password and they're like, there's no extra Wi-Fi? Like what? Wi-Fi's not working? (gasps) Or we don't get drinks at this lounge? (laughs) (laughs) No massages? Gasp. I think our first lounge just spoiled us in Abu Dhabi. We walked in, there's like a massage room. There was like all these perfect, like, st- there were silent rooms where it was like, um, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like this little tiny box, I guess you could take meetings in. Like so a noise-proof room. The food was amazing there. Drinks everywhere. Those are the people in the, the Centurion lounges. Though. Yeah. You know, those super fancy lounges. Those, we did encounter quite a few people in that lounge in particular. Like, they must have just been mingling all together, all the bros in their suits, chatting about work and whatnot. And I just like, why? What's the point? I will say a lounge does get me to show up to the airport early because <laughs> if I can get a free meal or something before the flight, like, I'm all about that. No more $20 sandwich. Um, Yeah. Back when we lived in Minneapolis, um, that's where Carly and I met, uh, we used to always swing by the lounge before our flight. So we'd definitely get there a little bit earlier, grab, you know, the free food uh, and then eat it, hop on the flight and, you know, go wherever we were going. Since moving to Salt Lake City, though, they don't have a lounge. Uh, What? There's no lounge. It's such a nice airport. There's no lounge. It's Yeah. So we have the Chase Sapphire Reserve card. And so with that, you have the priority pass. So there's no priority pass. Uh, We don't have lounge access for any of the others yet. Well, I will say lounges save lives, though, because after we hiked Havasupai Falls in, I think it was 2019. No, it was 2019 before the pandemic. You know, you're out there for like days. (laughs) And we just went straight from our hike to the airport in Las Vegas. And it was our first shower in like four days. And that that will forever be 
the best shower of my life, and it was <laughs> in the were, Vegas airport. <laughs> how is that shower showers at all the different lounges? We've never done one. That was the only one I've ever done, and it. I was revitalized. I was a new woman, <laughs> like, after that. I mean, that was a grueling hike up, too. Like, there's a lot of elevation gain, and yep. especially if it's hot and you're sweaty and gross. Like, The next it, type of flyer we have on here is, I feel like that might be you guys, the... The, the frequent flyer? The, no, no, no. The we, we missed one. Our running late. <laughs> Have you guys... We're never late, honestly. You've never yeah, missed a flight? Ne- no, never. never. Flight. We're always perfectly prompt and on time. I think we just... Colin and I don't like sitting around. We're always yeah. doing something. See, I'd rather get to a lounge, sit down, have time to, like, get some productive work done rather than, like, sitting at home trying to get work done, freaking out that I'm going to be late, you know? Well, I th- I don't know. I-, I think it's quite funny. Her and her mom are both the same way. We were sitting in the airport, and it's, like, 50 minutes before, and they're like, oh, we got to go get ready. And I was, like, I'm, like, mid-editing. 50 minutes is bullshit. No uh, this way. Is <laughs> this is false. More like 50. Like, or like you know when they're like calling group three she's like i get everything we must i'm like i was like that's I'm our group slowly Let's go. packing up she's like across the aisle I'm like Where you, where'd you go i don't know at least i'm not the people that like stand up at the end of an airplane when you just land oh that's the, that's a whole nother genre yeah <laughs> we gotta wait for that one but back to like the the stereotype of this one i feel like people that are running late are also like dropping everything they're like their phone cord is like out their backpack and they're it, the backpack is open and they don't have their ticket up and those people I feel like just don't fly very often because when you're when you know what's up and you fly a lot you like have everything ready to go it's like bang 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 you're you dropped stuff in the like, airport one time oh right? yeah no I was flying back from Belgium when I was studying abroad and I our original flight had gotten del- I think it's like a typically nine hour flight original flight got delayed because it got struck by lightning um, I should premise okay. that I was also hungover <laughs> and not feeling great. It was super early flight. We finally get on the flight. We miss our connecting flight, our like new one from the original one. So I'm running through JFK and I'm trying to get home and I'm like 18 and <laughs> it's just like so stressful. And I get to the front and since you have to like recheck your bags and go through customs and stuff, I missed the other connecting flight. So at this point I missed like two or three connecting flights and it's just... They were like, okay, next one's not out till the next day. And at this point, I'm just, like, sobbing. I'm tired. I want to go home. And the TSA guy, or the the gate agent, had some sort of sympathy for me. So he shut down his lane and escorted me to the front of security. And I got put on standby for the flight out, even though, like, I had a checked bag and everything. So I started sprinting through the airport and after security, and I literally did not have enough time to put everything back in my backpack. So I'm running, like, <laughs> holding all of my shit in my hands and just running full sprinting. It's the farthest gate away from security. Uh, like, of course it would always. be that. I'm running on the magic carpet. i like, dropping shit. And this one stranger came up, you, you dropped your hairbrush trying to run like, to keep up with me like a flash, you know? It, it sounds was, like a movie. It was literally yeah. straight out of a rom-com, like, but the bad part of the rom-com. I've only been on an, air, an airplane last i think one time in iceland the second time i was out there was a huge winter storm coming in and the plane was on the runway but there was like something that happened and i couldn't take off so that i got in a golf cart and they drove me out to the plane (laughs) on it they lowered down this thing and i like go up a ladder (laughs) to get into it i was the last person everyone cheered and then we took off it was great that was like the i don't think that's ever i don't know why they didn't say i missed the flight or I, I'm assuming because the storm delayed everything, but I don't know. That sounds like a movie. You had to climb Some up a ladder, ladder to get into the plane. It's very Steven. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was the last person on. But I also feel like most of the people running late 
are the people that only bring carry-ons. I'm a checked you're bag not, gal. You're not yeah. Because when you check a bag, you have to be there earlier yeah. so that you can check it. I, I used like, to be an only carry-on person. I feel like recently we've started carrying or bringing a lot more stuff. Just because we have all our camera gear. When you guys are travel photographers, you have to bring so much stuff with you. <laughs> I was always so proud that I'm like, I only have one lens. Everything you see is shot on a 35. Like, I just throw that shit in my backpack and things have changed. <laughs> yeah. But it's because I've been learning and growing and it's like, it's completely different now. And we have um, the Delta Gold card, so oh, we just nice. get free bags, so I don't need to stress about it, which is nice. Colin over here could have a whole check bag just the drones. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Colin you... in the airport with his <laughs> drones. People say the darndest things. Yeah, they look at me and say all kinds of stuff. Like, really? What's the craziest story? Your hat fell. <laughs> What's the craziest story you've ever had with like your drones? Is there anywhere where they've like taken you back behind like you know the rooms where you can't see into and they're like the secondhand security yeah. store? Oh, yeah. I mean, Tell them about your batteries, honestly. But, sure, but believe it or not, before I get into that, the like most trouble I've ever had was because of my laptop. Like, which is the weirdest thing because, like, laptops go through security all the time. And one time, literally, my whole bag went through. They pulled out a couple things and including my laptop and charger that all went through then they took just the laptop and charger put that back through then like the charger was good so then they just put my laptop literally this was one flight that i was actually running late to because it was a connection and my laptop ended up going through the scanner like four or five times what? before i got the okay to go meanwhile i have a whole drone and this was back when i had like the phantom four oh, and stuff the, the whole thing like in my bag batteries all kinds of stuff going on um so yeah that was that was a whole situation but now with the fpv drone stuff uh, i have a whole lunchbox full of these batteries that oh, literally box. looks like a wired up bomb i swear <laughs> like i have probably 18 batteries or something ridiculous in there they're um, all they're all bright orange and they all have a black and red wire like they look really <laughs> sus they're a little sketchy um so what i do is i take a post-it note and i write drone batteries with a smiley face on it and i stick that right on top of all my batteries and i so typically when I go through uh, TSA, I pull that out and I just open it. That almost always gets pulled. Then the TSA agents, they look at it and they're like, what the heck is this? And they see the sticky note and they pick it up and they just kind of like chuckle at each other, <laughs> set it down and like move on. So that saved me a lot. Honestly, the sticky notes move. That's smart. Yeah. yeah, we always get flagged for photography gear when we're going through. Another reason why I like to be early. Like in Jordan, when we were coming, coming back from Jordan, our, our stuff went through like three or four times and every single time we got flagged. I feel like it's the bigger the lens, the more suspicious they get. The 100 to 400, no security agent likes. It's crazy. Like, well, I feel you like. Put stuff in there. Yeah. It could be anything. <laughs> but honestly, it is nice, though, because going into the next category of the frequent flyer, we have TSA pre check and global entry. So it's super nice when we're having a connection, like not having to go through that next security screening or like tsa pre-check at least we get to leave a lot of stuff in our bag it saves a lot of time yeah that's a game changer for us for sure as well do, do you guys have clear or anything else because we have global and tsa pre-check but i feel like these people have like everything in the book you know and our I feel frequent like flyer miles on every airline a frequent yeah. flyer i don't know why i feel like they always have the neck pillow that's how i spot <laughs> you that, think like whenever i whenever i see a neck pillow automatically i'm like oh uh, yep see i look at neck pillows and i'm like they've never been in the airport before really see, I yeah have a neck pillow <laughs> <laughs> okay well, Giselle's never flown i just feel like they're like i i 
In the past, when I have had them, I've never used it, or they get in the way, or I'm dropping it, or it's not even that comfy, but that's just me, apparently. I like it not for my neck. I like it for my lower back. Yeah. Yeah, I take the pillow they give us for my, like, head, but the support in the lower back, I, like, just have terrible posture the whole flight, especially on those long ones, so, yeah, I use it for my back, but... Those people, I don't know. I feel like they're usually the people on social media that talk about travel hacking, even if they're not like an influencer or creator. They're like, oh, look at me in Hawaii. I just booked it with my credit card points. Like, ha Yeah, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like you can spot a frequent flyer a mile away. And they usually, I feel like they all have the same type of suitcase. <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah. I've, at, anytime we go to like Miami or... When we were flying out here to Hawaii, any like more tropical spot, I feel like that pulls out all of the away bags. I don't know. It does. We have away bags though. We're guilty. We do. They're great. They're nice. This is not sponsored, but (laughs) But if you want a discount, DM us on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) How often do you guys, or what, like per month, how many flights are you guys taking? Because you guys do it full time now. Definitely depends on the month, but I would say we're probably getting close to the 80 or 100 like flights since quitting our jobs um wow. last october so Jeez. we've been on, a lot, we've been on a a lot ton, of connecting yeah a ton of flights since then um but yeah that would have been seven months so still i quit my job or october was the first month that i did this full time i don't think we've had that many flights we do a lot of road trips though colin's that's better true. with numbers than me but i don't feel like that's right that seems really high we it's should like, count it's like what 10 flights a month if it's been I mean, 70 think, well yeah, yeah i guess exactly I mean, we, we travel a ton. If so. every weekend you're going somewhere and you take two flights, that makes up for the entire month. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, it's at least, I'd say it's at least six a month most of the minimum, time. I would I mean, say I minimum say six a month, yeah. Last month, we definitely went on at least like 10. I don't know. I can't Like, because we track. did Dubai and Jordan and... See, I mingle all the months together whenever we start talking about travel. <laughs> it's all just a one blob. There's no, there's not 30 day periods in my head. That is something I've noticed. Like, since we travel so much, everything just blurbs together. It's really hard sometimes to keep track of, you know, if it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Because especially when you're on a week-long trip, I don't know. It's like there's no weekend. Plus when you're freelance. I feel like that adds an extra thing to it. And when you're traveling just, like, worldwide, I forget what season it is, like, at home. Mm -hmm. Like, is it spring? Is it summer? I have no idea. I never check the weather. That's a problem. I fly somewhere. It's that bad. Like, I feel like Steve and I just kind of show up. That's not very type A of you. No, <laughs> I know, I know. But like, even I check the weather we where go, I'm going. <laughs> we go for, we go and plan the trips ahead of, like, uh, obviously ahead of time. And then we plan for the best season. But one time we flew to Colorado last year for a backpacking trip. We get off the plane, it's thunderstorm. We're like, Oh, <laughs> like we didn't, we didn't plan for that. I mean, luckily we had our rain jackets and whatnot. We packed for everything. That's why I can get away with not right. checking the weather, but we definitely had to go to REI after that. So all of these are stereotypes before I even leave. These are all just like, I don't know, airport security airport. all the way through getting on the plane. Is there anything else you guys have seen that you think is crazy? So like going back to the whole neck pillow thing when i think oh boy when i think of the neck pillow people i think of the people that like somehow get away with having a zillion personal items you know it's like they have a backpack they have a purse they have a smaller purse they have a satchel they have 
you know, a bag full of like food that they bought at one of the stores. <laughs> they went to a, a restaurant and they're, they're like, free. they have the, their leftovers that they're bringing and they sit down next to you and they just <laughs> literally have an absurd amount of things that then end up, you know, at your feet under their chair on their lap they put some stuff in the overhead and i'm just like how do you keep this all straight well then there's people like steven who cram everything into one bag and then unload it right when you sit down like a bomb it's like the same thing but it's just contained while you walk in the airplane like uh corridor and then it's released once he sits down Uh, have you ever seen the people with the pillow bags we've seen so many hacks where people are like they can't fit it in just stuff a a pillow bag and pretend it's a pillow i have been guilty of uh stuffing some stuff actually not in a pillow but in a hoodie so i like took Hmm. a hoodie stuffed a bunch of like other clothes because i couldn't get it in my bag so i stuffed (laughs) it in the hoodie and like kind of tied it up and was like yeah this is my pillow i have a pillowcase that's empty in my purse just in case i need it i just have the biggest possible backpack my backpack weighs more than my carry-on 99 percent of the time he tries to use that as a personal item and i'm like that's not gonna fit no way the other day i was getting onto a delta flight and i tried to convince the um what is it the The gate agent the gate agent that my fanny pack was part of my shirt (laughs) <laughs> because she wa- she did the thing like you can't have that many items and I she looked like she was gonna be picky so I I wear my fanny pack across my chest so I flipped the fanny pack around so it was just a strap over my chest and oh, I had yeah. a hoodie on so I kind of looked like a hunchback but it wasn't like it, my fanny pack <laughs> isn't that thick so definitely you couldn't tell anyways it's like a black strap across my chest I have my backpack and my carry on getting on she says is that a bag and I said. No, it's part of my shirt. And she looks at me. She didn't say anything for a second. She said, is that a fanny pack? And I said, no, it's, I can't take it off. It's part of my shirt. And she's like trying to look around me and I'm like kind of twisting. <laughs> oh my God. So then she, she eventually does make me take, or no, no, she didn't make me take it off. She said, you're going to have to check your carry on my little suitcase, you know? And it's like super, it was a really early morning flight. Mm-hmm. I'm not very nice in the morning. I'm super pleasant. I swear to God, I'm so pleasant. But in the morning, I'm not as pleasant and so so she gives me the thing she she's like you need to check your bag she puts it on my suitcase and at this point i'm like fumbling around with everything i'm like tripping onto the airport honestly it was a really low moment for me and the guy behind me who's getting on after we start walking like down like the uh the ramp the ramp and this guy behind me rips the tag off my suitcase and he goes you're not checking that bag. <laughs> he was like, just being nice for me, like trying to like look out for me because you could oh, tell wait, I was irritated. Awesome. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I was flying without calling for some reason and this random man this was like- This is when you were coming back from Vegas. Yeah, he was like, that's so stupid. Like, you just keep your suitcase and I usually do what I'm told. So I felt kind of guilty. Rip the bag tag right off. Stick it to the man. Yeah, man. I was like, ew. But it's like my fanny pack around my chest is not going to bother somebody on the plane. It literally doesn't leave my body. So I just I've never gotten in trouble for that. Normally I have a backpack and a fanny pack. Same. I'm like, this is like so small. Hmm. Not to throw an airline under the bus, but try flying Frontier. Can't get away with anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like it's Frontier. the cheap ones. Yeah. Anything that's not like mainstream, I feel like they're like, what is that? <laughs> they won't let you bring anything on. Well, because they're like money grabbers. Like, because yeah. if you're flying that or like Spirit or any of those budget airlines, like they make money on bag fees. You know? Yeah, I remember when I was going to Iceland the first time when we were flying over there, the plane flight there was like 180 bucks round trip, super cheap. 
And my my contact there was like, only bring a backpack. And I was like, there's no way. So I brought my carry-on. It was $100 to check one oh, carry-on. I was like, bro, what? It was ridiculous. And both ways, like, come on. It's yeah. a, my problem. If I worked for an airline, I would, like that, I would be looking out for people. I'd be like, yeah, bring it on. I don't tell anybody. Like, obviously, you're not allowed to do that. But why? Like, what do you get out of it? You don't get a bonus from ruining people's day. Like, just let me take my fanny it's like pack. Parking ticket enforcers, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, you never have people. that job. So petty. That would be petty. But anyways, let's get, let's get into the people on the airplane. My least favorite people are the clappers. The clappers. <laughs> they are the clappers. I just land. don't understand. I get people are anxious flyers. Like, okay, actually, backtrack. I'm a pre-anxious flyer. Like, that's why I'm so type A about things. Once I'm at the airport, chillin'. We're good. We're on the airplane, totally fine. I'll knock out. We're we'll have a we'll have a drink. We'll watch a movie, whatever. These people must be anxious or something the whole flight to get them to actually clap when you land. Like, why? What is the purpose? We're not on a ride at Disneyland. I feel like it depends on how the landing goes. If we land and it's like a bump or like a sway, or if it's a crazy landing, there's been, I've had a couple where you bounce. You literally land, pop up, <laughs> and you land again. But, but like, occasionally, clap? <laughs> occasionally you get the nice, soft, buttery, smooth, like, come on in. Our last flight to Kauai, actually, I there remember was there was a lot of clappers. There was a lot. <laughs> I was like, that was a totally, like, non-turbulent flight whatsoever. Mm. Like, why? Yeah, the only two times that I can think that I've been, uh, I guess, inclined to join in in the clapping has been if we're going somewhere that I'm super stoked about. And we get there, and it's beautiful outside, and it's like, heck yeah, we made it. Golden you know, Retriever clap. energy is high. <laughs> that, that, that <laughs> you're is you're admitting to being a clapper right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just joined in. I never started. Um, <laughs> that makes it okay. He's but then a follower. The, the, other, the other time is if you have a super rough flight, like it is really bad in the air or the, or the landing is super, super rough, but then you like make it, then it's like, all right, good job. Like, like if they saved our okay. life. I've heard of a couple like uh, water landings where all the flight attendants never okay. have to hop out. That, that is like, extreme yeah, circumstances. <laughs> When was the last so not time the you had everyday a water clapper. landing? <laughs> not is totally acceptable. I mean, like, you had a one-hour flight from Santa Barbara to Phoenix, and, like, you made it. Congrats, you know? <laughs> Very true. One flight um, that we got some claps on, well, we, that I was on, that people started clapping on, was flying into Aspen. Aspen can be super uh, rough to come into sometimes, just because the mountain really oh, yeah, kind of just drop of, in. Oh, yeah, really quick and i remember i was sleeping on the plane somehow they had never they hadn't come by and like woken me up so i had the uh the tray table down and i was just like arms crossed on it like face down asleep um and we came in and we hit the uh runway super hard just straight down so hard that like it literally shot my head like I went down and back, slapped the back of my chair oh, and came face first back forward into the tray table. Good that, morning. Wo- that woke me up right away. Um, and, then, and then like 10 seconds later, everybody starts clapping. Meanwhile, I'm like, where just am face I? Face planted into the tray. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I will say the clappers get a little more sympathy for me than the people that stand up at the end of a flight oh, right oh, when you land and they're gee. in the back of the plane. <laughs> Biggest pet peeve of travel i think we move right into them let's talk about those people i, I have like... cut those people off if somebody is <laughs> like trying to go past me and they're they're clearly not trying to make a connection they're just like trying to go in front of you i will like casually step in front of them and like my elbows suddenly softly... go <laughs> I'm... 
softly look at them up and down and take my time and step out and grab my bag. <laughs> I know. think it, G ha I wonder how many videos G has on her phone. Anytime we land when people stand, she just starts filming. She's like, I'm going to make a TikTok out of this. <laughs> I just don't understand. I'm like, wait your damn turn. Everyone's getting off this airplane unless, okay, if you have a connection, whatever, get off the plane, like make a connection. It's all the people that are super entitled behind you mm -hmm. that try and cut you off by like getting everyone and their mother in front of you and their family and then they're trying to get their bags that are like five rows ahead of them and you haven't even gone out yet. I'm like, it's a simple zipper method, people. Come on. <laughs> like, it's not that difficult. Yeah, I feel like there's caveats to this one though because there's also the people who just are in pain that are sitting in their seats. They're like, I need to stand up. They can like, stretch, but yeah, they're not the people like trying to get in the... Away. Yeah. yeah. And then... Grabbing their bags and pushing to the front. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just, I, logistically, I'm like, how is that going to help you? I yeah. don't know. I've hit my head so many times trying to stand up, too. I used to be one of those people. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I would always try and sit right on the end because I use the bathroom so many times. He does. So, <laughs> so as soon as soon as I'm, boop, I stand up, grab my suitcase, and I'm like, all right, not anymore. At least you try and get an end seat, though, with that. Because, like, the people that have to pee 24-7 on flights that get the window, I'm like, come on. Coming into this, that was a whole stereotype that I had. Yeah? The the restroom users <laughs> on the plane. I try my best to not use airport bathrooms. G would go an 18-hour flight and not use the bathroom 16 one hours. time. That, that's unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> it was overnight. I was sleeping for half of it, and then I peed right when I got to the airport. Dude, I feel like... I got 45 minutes on a flight before I start feeling... They come around so many times with food and drink. <laughs> like, Most of the time, if it's a long flight, like to the Middle East, I'll go once. Keep it that that simple, no more. But they're just kind of gross. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I do not use airport bathrooms unless I, like, have to. I well, I guess like I should specify airplane bathrooms, not airport. Airport, oh, I'm kind of like, whatever. But, yeah, the airplane bathrooms... I mean, some of them are pretty nice. I bet a on the flight airline, attendant but... get mad at me for using the airport bathroom. I mean, the airplane bathroom. Do you remember? No. When we got up and I walked back there and she's like, what are you doing? The first... Stephen doesn't listen to the announcements <laughs> over the intercom. Like, he's like... Oh, I think we're high enough. Let me just bust out my laptop. And it's like, no, we're not at the altitude yet. And then he tried to get up to the bathroom. She's like, no, you can't do that. And then there was, I think it was the last flight to, was it the last flight to Kauai? I think it was. Remember that lady? Oh, just this hated lady me. hated him. She had it out for He me. was the flight attendant's <laughs> worst nightmare. And, but unintentional, like, you know, some people are just intentionally rude, you know? He was just kind of doing things that he didn't know he wasn't supposed to do. And the flight attendant hated this guy. Yeah. That's he thought, funny. oh, and on that flight, Steven was like, excuse me, do you think I could get something? Like, and he, he asked a person that wasn't a flight attendant. It's oh, so no. awkward. <laughs> she looked just, she was wearing the same exact clothes. It was great. See, on international flights, I think everybody should definitely use the restroom <laughs> at least once. Um, but like, I don't know. Sometimes you're on a two hour flight and it's like somebody that chose to you know sit in the window or the middle seat usually you don't choose the middle seat so maybe they didn't choose it they just got <laughs> yeah. stuck there but they end up getting up four five six times to use the restroom and it's like, like what are you doing what is going on <laughs> um and personally i i like to uh well it depends i don't know if i if i if it's a flight that i think i want to sleep on i definitely choose the window seat um, just cause I can, you know, lean up against the window. Um, or if I'm going somewhere super cool and I want to be able to look out the window, I'll choose the window seat. Uh, but 
otherwise oftentimes I'm the aisle seat because um, I like to maybe you know stretch a, a stre- yeah stretch a leg out whatever and then if I have somebody next to me that's just having to you know get up and go to the restroom 24 7 it's like oh my gosh or yeah. like if the person that has the window seat seat sleeps the whole time and like puts the shade down and you're like I yeah. want to see yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. that's the little kid in me just wanting to see out the window but yeah I mean, luckily, we, we tend to get the window seat, so it's not an issue. But... I always get the middle seat. No, we switch off. <laughs> I Dude, feel like I'm the our... same way with Carly. <laughs> no way. I feel like I give, I usually, how it works, usually I'll get it to the destination and he'll get it back. You look uh... at my phone and tell me how many airplane pans out the window I got. None. Past six months. <laughs> zero. You look in your I phone. Disagree. Everyone. <laughs> On the flights back from the Middle East, I took the middle both. We both got middle seats. No, not on the Because we were in the middle one. aisle. We, there was no window there. You had the aisle. Oh, I always take the aisle because I like the bathroom. Well, I'm saying <laughs> I always take the middle snacks. seat over over you taking the middle seat. <laughs> Whether that's aisle or window. I think we gave your mom the, the window we gave, seat that yes, time. It was Jill's birthday, so had to treat her right, you know. Okay, well, we got those people. Next up, we have the chatty Kathy. This is the, okay, our flight out to <laughs> Hawaii this them. time around. This is what inspired this whole episode is because we had two people behind us that we learned their entire life story in the span of six hours. <laughs> These guys would not stop talking about their entire life story. Like, I don't know. I don't even know. Like, I know this person... Their whole career path, everything about their kids, their wife, like their travels, their upcoming plans. I was like, whoa, write a memoir in six hours. Yeah, I don't know why this frustrated me so much. I was like trying to edit a video and get other things done. And just every single moment, I think there might have been three minutes where they weren't chatting. Or I heard the, "Mm mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this one girl next to him wasn't as chatty, but she was definitely trying to be polite. And this so. guy was going off, man. <laughs> he was going off. It didn't bother me, but it really bothered Steven. <laughs> like, I thought it was funny because most of the time his pet peeves on airplanes, pretty normal. Like, the the other stereotypes we're talking about. This one, though, I've never seen him so irritated. <laughs> Have you? Are you guys the chatty Cathy's? Or no. do you like to put the headphones on and just... I have been the chatty Cathy, like, super guilty of that because... If I'm, like, caffeinated, I will tell my life story, and I will ask somebody about their life story. Airplanes can be, like, low-key kind of cool networking things, and I feel like it, like, you never know who's sitting next to you, and, like, we were sitting next to a professional tennis player on the way to Exuma, and nice. we're just talking about his dreams and, like, like everything that he could do with his career, and I've met multiple, like, people in the music industry, not, like, musicians, but, mm-hmm. like, producers, and... The, they find out I do TikTok and they're like, can I send you my daughter's music? You can use it in your thing. But I'm like low-key super supportive. So I'm like, yeah, let's do that. I think I have used some, somebody I've sat next to's daughter's music in my TikTok That's for hilarious. free. Just because I get like really passionate about other people's lives and... So, yeah, guilty. Not That's every the time. the empath in you. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, please don't even look at me. <laughs> Colin, knows, Colin knows this about me. So I have two sides. I'm either... I won't shut the fuck up or, <laughs> or I just, I will not look at people's faces or just other people in general. I like feel guilty. Down. Yeah. I feel guilty. If somebody sees me looking at them, I'm like, I don't want to make them uncomfortable. I'm just not going to look at anybody. If somebody's looking at me, I'm going to be uncomfortable. So I just like look at the ground and maybe part of that is just being a girl. I don't know. 
But yeah, there's two and Maybe sides. it's my way I look at airplanes. And anytime I go to an airplane, I always have a goal. I'm like, all right, what am I going to do on this flight? He's the workaholic on the airplane. <laughs> that's that's Carly recently. Like okay. uh, most of the flights, she just works the entire thing. There was one time she almost threw like the biggest fit because like it's it's the uh, plane said it was supposed to have outlets. Um, and her laptop was like dead because she'd been working in the like car on the way to the airport the whole time. And then our seats didn't have outlets. And she's like, how am I supposed to work? This is like a six hour flight. I had so, I have so much I need to get done. <laughs> that was me on the way back from uh, Dubai. But because the Wi-Fi didn't work for the whole 16 hour Ooh. flight, I was you so paid for it. Yes. I oh actually emailed God. them and I got a refund. But okay. <laughs> I was I was so pissed off because I was like, oh, I'm going to get all this stuff done on the flight. Like, I'm that person that likes to work for like half of it and then sleep for half of it mm. or maybe watch a movie or two but i'm not i don't watch more than one typically and then yeah no wi-fi the whole flight i was actually i heard other people complaining when we got off the flight too that it didn't work but i had this giant to-do list and i was like oh 16 hours i have nothing better to do let's get some work yeah done. i think that's my problem maybe if i went in without headphones and i was like i'm just gonna chill maybe watch a movie hang out <laughs> I don't know. Maybe then I talk to more people. <laughs> yeah. Carly's super productive on planes. There have been times where I have literally had Bose, you know, sound reduction or noise canceling or whatever uh, headphones on the giant ones over the years. And I have somebody sitting next to me that every single second is trying to talk to me. And I'm just like, I have my laptop out. I have headphones on. I'm like doing something and they just keep rolling. And I I'm like, is this like a... I can't hear them. <laughs> well, that's... <laughs> That's how it goes for like a little bit, but then they keep talking. So it's like, I kind of slide it back on the air and I'm like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. Slide it back forward thinking like conversation's done. I'm going to go back to work and they just keep rolling. And I don't know if that's like a nervous thing or what, but I've been next to some of those people that just won't stop talking. Mm, yeah. I mean, I feel like whatever <laughs> I'm sitting next to Steven and trying to talk to him while he's editing, he's like, no. <laughs> no, 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 I'll I'll listen, and then my headphone goes right back over there. Yep. <laughs> All right, next up we have the make yourself at home. Oh, I'm definitely guilty of this. <laughs> the person that takes off their shoes, sprawls out, brings their own stinky food on the plane. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I didn't bring my food, but I definitely do have a lot of stuff. As soon as we walk in, I'm like laptop out. He places out. it all on me. Like he unstacks <laughs> his bag on me while he he sprawls out. There's no then... way I'd be able to get it all out without you sitting next to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't. He literally unloads his whole pack on me. It's, I'm it's guilty of that with the drone stuff recently, just because uh, now with the FPV drones, I have them strapped to the outside of my bag, and so that can't go in the overhead with the drone still strapped or under my seat with the drone still still strapped on. So I'm like unclipping all these drones and typically it's three or four of them. And I'm like handing them to Carly, like, hold this, hold Pile this, hold this. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just trying to get in my seat and then I'm like, wait, I want my laptop out for this. So I'm pulling the <laughs> laptop out. Yeah. Sounds like we have a very similar experience to replace <laughs> drones with hard drives. Uh, see, well, what I was gonna say about the hard drives is I saw this on TikTok. Somebody put little pieces of Velcro on each of their hard drives so when they're on the plane they plug it in and they just stick the hard drive in the back of their laptop and then it's just all like contained you don't have to tuck them into the seats or tuck them under your knee because i'm the same way i make myself at home genius and and i both have like the i don't know if it's 15 inches as well we both have the larger macbooks so yeah. yeah my elbows are in i'm trying to type my hard drives are underneath and in the seat and i'm also charging everything which by the way if you go on Amazon, you can find these little um, USB-C lightning cable to USB converters. 
It's saved my life on flights. I need to get one of those. It's just a tiny little, I think maybe $12 is a tiny little thing. Yeah, I feel like the USB converter thing would be really nice, especially because everything nowadays is USB Type C. Mm-hmm. But I, what frustrates me is they don't give you the brick for it. Why do they? Why do they give you everything except for the brick? I think I have one USB C brick that plugs into a thing, but nothing else. I don't know. That's a good question. They're, <laughs> they're cheap. They're cheap. But I feel like also the make yourself at home people are those people that the second you get to cruising altitude, they recline all the way back. And I'm like, bro, give me some space. I had a laptop break because <gasps> one of these people. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where, no, so when you put the tray table down, if just be careful of this. If you're anybody flying and working, um, whatever. I forget if I was on Delta or what. Uh, airline it was but the computer screen fit just under the lip that the tray right. goes yeah, in yeah. but when somebody in front of you reclines the Aww. tray stays at the same height but the seat comes down it's weird yeah, how that no. works and so it literally smashed my computer screen and like as soon as like they started to recline I like full put all my force like straight forward into the back of their chair and threw them forward um because like i literally was seeing my computer screen just about to get absolutely crunched and uh so yeah i just shoved forward and i was like no 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 like and then them and everyone they were with like turned around and glared at me like i did something and i was like i'm so sorry just like you can put your seat back but let me just move my laptop because you were about to break the screen (laughs) that's great but it didn't break I broke the whole case on the outside, oh, wow. but luckily it didn't. Um, oh, I'd be so the, the thing, I think it broke the internal like resistance that kind of helps it from like closing. Yeah. Because if, if the thing ever got to like 45 or 50 degree uh, angle, like the screen, the weight of the screen uh-huh. would just close the laptop lid. So I think it kind of broke that, but um, the screen itself didn't break, just the outer case. Can but, you imagine yeah. if somebody broke your laptop from reclining? Oh, oh, I've had people tell me not to recline. I like recline and they tap me on the head and they say, go back. And I'm like, what do you do? Uh, no. Yeah, what do you, you say to that? I have never been told that. No, there needs to be a level of camaraderie and understanding on planes. And I think because... that that is, don't anybody ever recline. It's annoying as heck. Yeah. I mean, I don't like being reclined on, but I would never, I would never tell somebody they can't be comfortable because I don't like that they've reclined into Right. That's, like, that's I just the audacity. I yeah. don't recline on flights though ever because I know that I don't like it when somebody else, Same like makes sense. if I'm trying to watch something and they recline or if I'm trying to work and they recline or if I'm just sitting there and they recline, it's like they're in... I don't know. I just feel like they're in my face. It makes it hard like to if do anything. Everyone reclines, then it's fine. But <laughs> if nobody reclines, it's also fine. It's the random people that are like the one-off people, like the people in front of us reclined uh, on the flight out here. And the flight attendant came over and told them to sit it back up because we were still eating and drinking. And I was oh, like, that's amazing. Oh, I clutch. Well, when I look at flight attendants, I literally think to myself. They have such cool lives. I'm like, they, they must feel like they have so, so much better things to do than be here giving me my ginger ale. And you know what I mean? The service industry, but especially flight attendants. Yes, yeah. I, I honestly feel that way. And I think that's part of the reason is because we have some, we have like a really close friend who's a flight attendant and she has such a cool life. And I'm like, she like has so much better things to do than be being a server on a flight. I don't know. But you have to think, they get pretty cool perks for their job, you I know? know. She's all over the place now where this is like a more recent job for her. And it's so cool seeing all the places that she's staying. And then like 
I don't know, she'll fly somewhere and then stay there for a day or two or a week. I heard that flight attendants don't get paid until they're on the plane, though. Like, the entire time through security, getting there before, everything, they don't get paid. They only get paid the second the plane takes off. Yeah. As soon as it lands, they stop getting paid. Which is silly. I feel like most of the work for flight attendants is getting people boarded, you know? Yeah, agreed. I don't know. Being a flight attendant, I feel like, just sounds that you're a cool person. (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay, and let's get into the next one, which is the the people pleasers on the flights, you know? I feel like I've encountered quite a few people, at least in the travel, like, adventure travel niche online that are also content creators, that, like, love to butter up the flight attendants. They bring them, like, chocolates or, or, like, Uh, yeah. I never never knew that. Never. People try and hustle the flight attendants by... By giving them, like, gifts from Duty Free and stuff so they can hope to get upgraded and stuff. No way. You've yeah. seen that happen? Yeah. I haven't seen it happen in person, but online I have. You should interview a flight attendant on one of these podcasts. I should. They, be they got really stories. They've seen some things. You already know. Well, because I remember I watched... Um, oh, I forget who it was. It's another travel couple, and they, like, always go with Duty Free and buy, like, chocolate and I forget what else for the flight attendants on every flight and then they keep track of whether or not they got upgraded. No I was like, that's bribery. It's like wow. trying to be the teacher's pet. That is the teacher's <laughs> pet. We'll change that to the name of Can the Can you blame them? Can you blame them though? It's like pay $20 for a bottle of wine for a flight attendant or and, and get upgraded or pay like an extra 500 bucks. To oh, sit yeah. up there. You I know, mean, like if it's an empty sense. flight, I mean, you're, you're rolling the dice if it's if it's not an empty flight, but yeah, yeah. I want. Do they ask to get upgraded? I'll bring someone some box of chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Steven's know. gears are turning. Well, oh, I remember on our empty flight, we were flying back from uh, Heathrow in London to JFK, and it was a pretty empty flight. You can just ask the flight attendants and be like, "Hey, can I move over there?" And they're like, "Typically, yes, if if it's a fairly empty flight." But then I remember. They, do you think if you sneak over there and just sit down, that they'll tell you to move? <laughs> it depends if there's like pre-selected flight food. I feel like because hmm. they're the, for example the vegetarians that select their their food ahead of time and their seat numbers ahead of time then they're gonna be delivering food to the wrong spot throws mm-hmm. off the whole system. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I've never thought of a people pleaser. I've definitely I feel like some people just bug the flight attendant. That's like their whole. We, I feel so bad. We've for flight sat attendants for in that. like the emergency row right next to where all the flight attendants hang out. And it's insane. Every two minutes, someone will walk over and ask for something else. It's like I've never a great done row, that. Though. Yeah, it is it's funny you get to hear the T too. Yeah, you hear a lot. Yeah. Also, there's like the flight attendant button, and honestly, I can't even imagine pushing that. I've like, never pushed it. Like, oh my god, I can't imagine making them go out of their way to help me. But there's... especially when we're flying out to the Middle East, the past like two, three flights out there, I've noticed that happens a lot more. And I don't know if it's a cultural thing or they just like feel the need to go back there and ask for more things but especially there that's where i've noticed the people cutting each other off standing up early before the flight and clapping and and all the like things that we don't particularly like and i wonder if that's just like a a difference in in location culture kind of thing you know Hmm. i never thought about it that way we've definitely had some crazy experiences going over there remember that one flight attendant was like this is the craziest thing i've ever seen in 10 years there's this guy that went on and smoked two oh times on the, the plane and they were like bro you can't do this and then he was like i know my rights i need a doctor and he kept talking about how his heart hurts and i'm like it's because you're smoking two times up here <laughs> at, at elevation like, it was crazy yeah. and then he started swinging at the flight attendant so there was like 
seven flight attendants all standing around this one dude trying to like hold him down and we were just in the row directly next to it and behind one so we saw this all happen i had to fill out a police report it was crazy we were literally oh in the back row of the plane watching this happen and they were all talking so much crap after about this guy as they should it was the craziest thing i've ever seen on a plane but yeah it was wild and then our other flight out to dubai we were sitting in the like uh middle middle area where the flight attendants sit for takeoff and landing and yeah, they were, they were, I mean, it's, it's funny the, di- the difference in the flight attendants that you get. Cause some people are so personable, give you recommendations. Like mm-hmm. they're so over the top and awesome. And then one of the flights we had back from, I think it was from Jordan to Dubai. We had, I think it must've been like a brand new group of flight attendants and they were terrible. <laughs> I, they spilled the food all over me and my laptop. <laughs> the Wi-Fi wasn't working oh, and they didn't God. know how to deal with that. And then, oh, what else? There were like a few other things that went wrong on that flight. There was a lot of stuff. She kept, they just kept dropping food. Like all the pudding dropped, it got all <laughs> over my shoes. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I, you gotta, you gotta feel bad for them because it's probably like embarrassing on their end too, but. Still, the the vast variety and the the kinds of attendance you get all over the place. Yeah, I feel like you have to be a people person to be one of those. Imagine having to deal with like crying babies, families trying to figure out how to travel. Then you have all of the older people. Then you have people that just get thirsty and people that I don't know <laughs> stink up the bathroom. Have you guys ever asked for extra food? I always ask for all the snacks they offer because I think to myself, I paid a lot of money for this flight, and if I I, like I should advantage. <laughs> I shouldn't feel bad about asking for an extra ninety-seven cent bag of pretzels. Like you're not wrong. I do not feel any guilt asking for every snack they offer. Yeah, not usually extra. Like, are you talking like food on an international? Oh yeah, there's flight? this. Like, one. I keep oh, talking no, about these Iceland flights. I'm probably <laughs> a, a, a flight attendant's worst nightmare. <laughs> I was. This was my first time over there. I don't. I think I just turned seventeen or eighteen. And I was sitting there and the lady walked by and was like, do you want some more? And I was like, cause they give me these little boxes of food. And I was like, sure. So she brought me five more boxes. So I sat there and just freaking chopped. Yeah. I had five extra cheesecakes, bro. I chowed chowed down cause there was a bunch, the flight was not empty, but it wasn't full. It was like, I don't know. 60% 60% full and they had a lot of food on there so hmm. just when I saw them all there and I, I was like can I, can I have an extra one she started bringing it was great I'll take them it's like Steven at the buffet on this cruise ship we're on <laughs> I feel like we can do a whole another podcast in the future about cruise ships I think the last stereotype we have is the snoozers Colin this is hardcore me I am the person that is asleep before the plane takes off <laughs> Colin is like Colin's like trained like his butt hits the seat and he puts his headphones in I know I'm gonna like get shit done and I look over at Colin he's already conked up before the <laughs> flight must, even goes yeah, up I'm asleep before the plane takes off yeah. and oftentimes wakes up after it lands like I'm that person on the tail end of a trip okay. like I feel like I'm more productive going to a trip and then the last day, like, I'm so exhausted. Like, our last flight flight from Iceland together, we slept the whole thing. Like, I was so tired. Have you guys noticed when you sleep on the plane, it gets 25 times colder? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every time I'm asleep on a plane, I feel I wake up and I'm just, like, shivering. I'm like, <laughs> yep. What is happening? Also, how do people sleep, like, just sitting up in their chair? I think those people are crazy. Well, how do you guys sleep? Like, I thought I either... you weren't recliners. <laughs> I, I... Some of the weirdest we're... positions. That's how we sleep. <laughs> There's right? the people that are, like... Like hands down on the tray. That's me. My stomach down. can't handle that one for some reason. 
I like if I fall no. asleep that way, I wake up, I sit up, and I have so many burps. <laughs> has, anybody, has anybody gone through this? That's not I what I thought you were gonna say. No, I really like I will wake up because I have to burp if I'm sleeping with my elbows. Ale. Not even. I don't know. Every time it's so weird. And so for me, I will. I'm small. I'm like five four. I can like just put my knees up. Oh, Are you? A, you're a, She's a ball. Like this. She's yeah. a baby ball. Yeah. Ball on her chair. I occasionally do that if I can, or I'll like try and really reach my legs under the seat in front of me, like really far in, yeah. and then like sprawl back, and then keep my head on the window, or I grab for Steven's shoulder. I've done that so many times where I reach my feet out and I tap the person in front of me by accident. I'm like, oh, then I like turn around and I move my foot to the other side, tap him again. I'm like, shit. <laughs> what am I gonna do? I don't know. I, have you ever seen like the when you're sitting, they have like the arm, the headrest, but they wrap around yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I use those all the time. Maybe you could sleep sitting up. Maybe I'm too short to use this. Not yeah. to I feel like ride. we've been spoiled. Like uh, the past few flights, G's been able to like lay completely flat and throw her legs like, up. Like there hasn't been one or there's been a few flights where I haven't had anyone next to me, which was Have nice. you ever had any crazy snorers on your flights? No. Oh, dude. <laughs> if it's yes. somebody snoring on the flight, it might be me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, no. <laughs> Yeah. I would um, assume Carly would wake me up if that You happened. only snore when you sleep, sleep on my flat back. on your back. Yeah, so we're good. See, I'd prefer a snorer over the person that's consistently coughing on the plane. Oh, yeah. We had one yeah. of those recently, and it was gross. Even before COVID, like, there, it's a fact. If you cough, particles huh. go everywhere, and I right. can't not think about it, like, before or after COVID. I mean, at least he was wearing a mask on this particular flight, but still, I was like, ugh. And then all of us got sick after that yeah, flight. Yeah, that guy oh, coughed no. at least a thousand times. I've never seen someone hack that much. I was like, bro, get a glass of water. <laughs> yeah, but... but do, have you guys ever had any of the seat kickers? Yes. you're sitting there just freaking doing a headbang yeah. the whole, I was whole trip? I was actually flying to Australia, and I had a kangaroo that was going <laughs> back to Australia behind me. I kid you not, this... That's a, a long, kid? it's a long flight. Yeah, this this seven-year-old kid, I swear, did not need naps, did not need sleep, was just kicking the entire time, was watching a show, would get excited, wasn't a clapper, was a kicker, <laughs> and would just, I don't even know, needed, needed his exercise or something. And it wasn't even like a one-foot kick or a leg swing or something. It was both feet just boom, boom, Earthquake boom. Earthquaking. Yeah. That's straight kangaroo. Yeah, exactly. I, I have a lot of empathy for families on flights i think it, it would be so hard to travel with kids and all those bags and make sure everybody's okay it's stressful but, but when your kid is being really bad and you don't say anything to your kid and it's just your kid is disrupting everybody and you don't say anything then i then i get I, irritated like i had a kid who spilt his coke or whatever all over me and the mom sitting right next to the kid i'm looking at my lap i'm like covered in soda i look at the kid and the mom she looks at me Looks so away. She didn't, and the like, kid didn't say sorry. I had to get napkins, and I'm like, oh. I think awful. I think there's a difference between the parents that try and the ones that ignore, like you were saying. Like there's some people who like feel so bad that their babies are crying, and it's like you can't do anything about it. Like it's a baby, you know. Yeah. You try and change a diaper, rock them to sleep, whatever, and it's still not, it's still not going to sleep. Like, well, at least they're trying. Then there's the people with like rotten kids that kick your stuff, and they're like. Eh, whatever. Here's an iPad. No Dude, I have, them, I have you know? flawed parents. To try. I, I love seeing when there's like six of them, like three kids, 
still or Steven to, always to, looks mind. at them and is like family goals. They're, they're, like, expand, they're like four <laughs> kids and it's like mom's up front, dad's in the back, three kids in between. They're like, go, 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 get off the plane. <laughs> it's so funny. I recently heard a story and this wasn't our flight, but I guess there was like this dad who had all these kids on a flight and he was struggling, apologizing to everybody around. And then, and apparently the mom had got put on a different flight. Um, so it was just the dad. He was like struggling to keep all these kids together. And um, he was like telling everybody around him just like what was going down with the fam getting split up and then everybody on the plane got super invested in this guy like they're like we gotta take care of this guy and his kids make sure that he's okay (laughs) and then apparently they were trying to like split up the kids and the dad and everybody on the flight was standing up for this like little family and they're like no this guy is gonna sit here and you guys (laughs) need anything and um that's awesome i think i think it was a tiktok i saw i don't even know but i thought that was pretty like it's, it's nice when there's camaraderie on flights when you all are like, we're in this together yeah. instead of like just hating on everybody that's around you. Totally. And I think it just makes it easier on the flight attendants too. Yeah. Oh, 100%. All right. Well, I flights think that's are their whole. Well, all right. We do this on every podcast too. So we got two questions. I feel oh. like who wants to go first? All right. Colin. So what is <laughs> the absolute worst travel adventure, anything that has happened to you possible? Something that. One trip where you're out on it, you're and then just everything absolutely goes wrong. I see I see a loading face. The hamster is, is running. We've had some crazy ones. That's been this whole podcast though. You can go back and look at all the episodes, every single one's like, what's gone wrong here? I mean, honestly, I've gotten super lucky with travel. I'm trying to think, um, I'm kind of I'm kind of somebody that just like rolls with the punches, I guess. So there have been times where it's like car has broke down on a trip and we're stuck somewhere for a day um, or two or, you know, weather related things and whatnot. With flights, I've really I've really gotten lucky. I've, I've never had many issues. Um, I've had like, you know, six hour delays and different things like that or some delays where uh, it puts me um, in too late to make my connection and I have to stay somewhere overnight, you know, different things like that. But um, it hasn't like completely ruined the trip. Even in Iceland broke down for a day and we were stuck at San Gelad Falls. I can't ever <laughs> say I can't ever say it. But yeah, the big waterfall, we were stuck there uh, for an entire day. We were car camping and our car broke down. So luckily we were, we were like ready to sleep there overnight, I guess, minus like we really didn't have much food. Um, but again, yeah, we didn't get to make it, um, you know, all the way around um, Iceland like we planned, but it didn't stop us. Same, I was doing a road trip with uh, my college roommate in college out to uh, California and back, and we were in the middle of absolutely nowhere. Like, I, uh, yeah, no, absolute nowhere in like Kansas or something. And his car broke down. We were taking his car um, and we ended up the closest town was this small little town that had, I think 27 people in it. Oh my goodness. But they had like a mechanic. And so, and they had a hotel that was super, super sketch. Literally we were sleeping uh, that night and woke up the next morning to somebody that worked there just coming into our room at like five thirty in the morning what? and then like apol- backing out and apologizing me like oh my god meanwhile we're like waking <laughs> up we're like what the heck is going on why is somebody walking into our motel room um but again it like 
I don't know the trip. I still remember that trip as being like awesome. We were stuck there for two days waiting for them to like get the part. Somebody literally drove to um, Denver to pick up the part that we needed. And wow. I like, came back and yeah, they fixed up the car. Um, but I don't know. I just, I like to roll with things and, and I don't dwell on the tough stuff. So even, even when something is like really rough, it just, I, I don't know what it is. I just like put it. But I mean, you're a savvy traveler. How many countries have you been to now? Uh, I uh, have to be over 20, but I don't know. Yeah, you've been going on all over the place. You're more well-traveled than we are. All right, second question. Now, what is the most adventurous slash epic, most exciting thing you've ever done? It's different for everyone. Some people are like a party. Some people like climbing a mountain. Some Some people people are eating a scorpion. Yeah. (laughs) Carly? Oh no! This is this is you. Oh, this and is then, real. And then we're, we're, we go to Carly after. Like ta- so same questions. Oh yeah. Throwing it straight at me, the most exciting, fun, crazy thing that I've ever done. Um, it would have to be like the unplanned, totally unplanned trips where like you just go with where the night takes you. Um, and it's always for me. It's always been in like foreign countries. Um, super fun to like go out and about and experience nightlife a little bit. Like I'm not somebody that really goes out all that much or drinks all that much even and stuff. Um, I'm not like a huge party person, but I do love like going out uh, when I'm in a foreign country just to experience it, even if it's just one night. And so that's, it's always good to have one of those nights where you go out and you're like, yeah, I'm not going to spend too much money, but I'm also not going to like hold my back hold myself back from like having a good time or like call the night at like 9 or 10 a uh, 10 p.m um, 9 a.m wow no, that's no, a big no, 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 no. <laughs> but like it's some of the best are I, I would say like either um in vancouver or uh in sydney um or there was another place in australia i forget um but it's like some some of those nights or uh over in europe there was a night um where all of those out all night basically until the sun is coming up and it's it's like i don't know you're not up till like the full sunrise you know whatever but it's like it's starting to get a little bit light and you looked out at your clock and it's like oh my gosh it's 5 30 in the morning That's or crazy. whatever um those those are fun but never get myself into too much trouble or anything all right carly what is the most ridiculous worst crazy. travel crazy travel experience you've ever had I honestly think there's probably something that I'm not thinking of because the one that I can think of isn't like crazy. It was just inconvenient. And it just happened to be that the Super Bowl was being held in Minneapolis. And this was back when I was still in college. It was in my fifth year. I was a pole vaulter at the University of Minnesota. Like the biggest thing to ever happen, you know, it's, you know, people love the Super Bowl. A whole city gets ready for a Super Bowl. You I know? was going to say, we just had it in LA. Yeah, it's wild. It's crazy. So we were coming back from some kind of meet um, somewhere. We had a layover in Chicago. We ended up all getting on this plane and sitting there for like six hours and we oh we weren't a, that you know that might be more than four, four <laughs> or five hours you know and we all were on this plane they wouldn't let us out they didn't bring around food or anything we're all just sitting there we're not taking off and nobody knows why and we all know that back home the super bowl is about to start and we all want to get there we all want to be in the city where the biggest event in the world is happening and it's like we ended up missing it. We completely missed the Super Bowl. We didn't get home until super late, like what, like one a.m. or something. It was just, it was just unfortunate. Nothing That's that wow. bummer though. Yeah, and meanwhile, I hadn't met Colin yet, and just it's funny thinking. Well, I, 
I was sitting in the O'Hare terminal just in a plane. I hadn't met Colin yet. He was somewhere in Minneapolis driving Lyft. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when I first uh, moved to Minneapolis uh, on top of my full-time like corporate job, um, it was actually because the Super Bowl was being held in Minneapolis. I decided like a week before the Super Bowl to sign up for Lyft. No way. I was like, I'm not going to pay thousands of bucks to like go to the Super Bowl and I'm not going to do too much to like enjoy it. I don't have any friends here yet. I just moved to Minnesota. I didn't know a single person in the state. Um, So I signed up for Lyft and I, it was ridiculous. I brought in like several thousand dollars over the span of like two or three days driving <laughs> so oh smart. my gosh yeah. the tips were insane the dr- like i don't know the the rides were i mean super marked up obviously on top of driving for lyft there was a um what is it the women's basketball uh not the NBA, the yeah. w- WNBA. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a WNBA player um, and like some of her girlfriends and like her manager and all that, that like I had driven for them just like a lift ride to like some party event thing. And then they like really liked me and I had a, you know, big enough car to fit them all. Um, I could fit seven people. And so uh, he got my number and he's like, Hey, can I just like call you whenever we need a ride somewhere? We'll just pay cash, whatever. I'm like, am I still allowed to drive Lyft? Like when you guys are, you know, at wherever you're going for a couple hours, he's like, yeah, do your thing. I'll give you a 45 minute heads up. Just be here. So like literally I would go take two, three Lyft rides. He'd call me, I'd go back, drive them somewhere. He'd give me like 200 bucks cash. Wow. I'd go like drive, <laughs> drive some more. It was crazy. So That's awesome. That was, uh, that night that was crazy it wasn't like a travel story but that was crazy just because all the different people i uh, drove and um i drove literally i ended up somewhere way out in wisconsin uh it was like 5 30 in the morning and i was like now i'm gonna have to drive all the way back to minneapolis like this is gonna be an hour (laughs) and a half back no joke got a, a ride from someone out there like a request to drive it was towards Minneapolis. So I'm like, oh, perfect. I'll pick them up. It's like 5.30 in the morning. I was taking them to wherever their work was. And then as I was dropping them off, it was I was still 45 minutes away from the city, I'd say. Um, I get another request and it's somebody literally going to work in the city <laughs> the next day. So it literally took me all the way home. I was like, this is perfect. Wow. Yeah. That's convenient. Crazy. All right, Carly, last question. What is the most epic, amazing thing you've ever done? I feel like I need a minute. I feel like that's a huge question, and I want to have a good answer. And I, I feel like don't. you would. Is it not pole vaulting, like D one crazy athlete and all? No, that? traveling as an athlete is boring. You're not allowed <laughs> to do anything. It's so serious. Um, you guys, just turn <laughs> out. I need to. I'm literally thinking. scrolling through memories. I'm like. What have I done? That's exciting. It could be super simple. Like mine is climbing Mount Whitney when I was like 15, just climbing a mountain. I thought that was crazy. Did it with my dad. It was such an epic experience. If I had to redo mine, mine would be probably uh, taking my snowboard to the Alps, the oh, German and Austrian Alps. But the kicker was we like I had such low expectations because a week, two weeks prior to the trip, they had no snow coverage. A week prior to the trip, they had no snow. What? Then all of a sudden, a couple days, like four or five days before the trip, it started snowing and like dumping snow to the point that like it was snowing and snowing and snowing. I get there, there is a five foot powder oh my like gosh. base or whatever. <laughs> and then the whole first day I was there, it was still dumping snow, like whiteout conditions and everything. Then I had four days snowboarding there in just like, 
the best powder and I love doing like backcountry stuff. So I was just sending it wherever I could into some powder. That was, that's gotta be so sick. Yeah, it was like <laughs> snowboarding on clouds. I'd go off a 15 footer and just land totally wipe out and almost have to like dig myself out. Like think I was stuck, oh my um, but it was like the best thing ever. I, I don't think I took that a smile off so my face fun. the entire time. All right, Carly, it's time. Well, while while Carly's thinking about it, don't forget the best way you can help us support this podcast is just send it to one other person, whether it is another person on your story, one person that you think is traveling and might find this fun as a road trip car. If you want to check out any of our other podcasts, this is now episode 12. We have three more episodes before we stop our season one and take a break for summer. But if you guys can go check us out on Instagram for any more daily content, TikTok for everything else youtube for a long form content and if you want to see any crazy drone videos learn more about fpv make out to check make sure to check out colin we'll make, go ahead and link him in the description for anything on instagram and tiktok and if you want to see any posing tips instagram content creator digital fun nomad travel go and check out carly same thing on instagram and tiktok and carly you are let's finish us off you guys, you need just like pausing. <laughs> See, I'm serious. Can you help me think of something that's worth talking about? I We've feel literally like had people say they partied all night and ate a scorpion. Like, I, d- I haven't done that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, if I did that, that's what I would say. I mean, I I think that like, I think something crazy awesome would be like your first trip to Greece, like that changed your life. That would be. I mean, Super cool. Does that work? It's not like a crazy event. No, yeah. that's perfect. But like you I had a whole, ex- you had a whole massive experience while there. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, craziest thing, probably life altering. When I was working my nine to five and pretty content, first time being like super stable. Like I was only like two years out of college, and I was like, oh, I like my job working for the NFL. I was invited to go on an all expense paid to. Uh, I was invited to go on an all-expense-paid trip to Greece where I just was supposed to come along, take photos of all the people that were at this event, and I was just going to go and show up. And I, if I was going to go, I had to book the flight right then and there, and I was going to leave the next week. And at that point, I'd only been to Europe one other time. Um, I only had a certain amount of vacation days. I'm like, is this even real? Is this a scam? I'm talking to Colin. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't just like take off a whole week of work next week and go to Greece. Um, well, I call I'm him. like, you better go. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to Greece without you. Colin's like, no, go. Um, so I ended up traveling for a whole week with this company called Weekender Productions. They're super cool. They do destination personal branding masterminds. And I was there kind of um, not on the, not like, as an attendee for the mastermind, but I was there to create like super dope content for the people that were going on it. It was amazing. It changed my life. It showed me that people do this full time for a living. And I'm like, I got the skills. I got the passion. I can do it. Change my life. And within the next uh, four months, I quit my job. And yeah, I mean, now we're out here. (laughs) Yeah. That, that whole trip just absolutely changed my mind or that whole trip absolutely changed my life. So shout out to weekenders and what was the craziest thing that happened while on that trip? Is there anything? It's just like. No. <laughs> <laughs> the whole experience. Well, you cannot put me on the spot like that. I just. 
That's okay. That is how we will end today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening, and thank you to Colin and Carly for making a little guest appearance on this episode of Unfiltered Adventures. If you want to check out all the shenanigans that's been going on on board, make sure to head to our stories. This is going to be going live on Friday, and we'll have a few more days to spend in Hawaii before heading back to California and then heading back to Utah. So thanks again for listening, and we'll see you out there on the next adventure.